Good evening and welcome to episode 17 of So What's Been Happening. It is Wednesday, the 23rd of December. We're almost there. Christmas is upon us. Um, I hope you've all gone out and done your shopping. If not, you got tonight. Uh, it starts to get ugly if you're out there tomorrow night trying to shop. So uh, get out there and amongst it, and most importantly, enjoy some time with your family this year. Um, it's going to be a very different Christmas, that's for sure. So just a little recap from last week. We had Aaron from Body Revival on the show, who was absolutely super. Um, now and tonight, uh, I can't wait for this one. It's a recap, recap with Rusty uh, to see what he's been up to. Rusty from Electric Mary, who was um, one of our first guests, which was uh, great to have. Um, and I'm sure there's been plenty of things happening in his life outside of lockdown now. So um, I just want to play a clip from 21st of December is Gravy Day, um, how to make Gravy Day with Paul Kelly. So I just wanted to play a clip. This clip features uh, another artist we had on the show not long ago, Charles Jenkins. So look out for him on this. But this was done um, through the APRA uh, group. So just have a listen and a look at this. It goes for about four minutes. December And now they're ringing the last bell If I get good behavior I'll be out of here by July Won't you kiss my kids on Christmas Day Please don't let them cry Gonna make some great 
So that uh, that was a, oh, I think a good mix. Um, it really much to me it sums up uh, a lot of 2020. Um, all locked down, um, and it was good to see a lot of artists from around Australia put that together. Um, I'd like to have featured a lot more, seen a lot more artists in that, a lot more famous artists too. So there's a there's a bit of work I got to do because there's a few a lot of those artists I didn't know. So just uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, check it out again. But uh, it was great to celebrate Gravy Day on the 21st. Um, I was actually at a gig um, at Even and at the Corner Hotel and uh, Ash Naylor, who's um, in Paul Kelly's band, did a small tribute to to that song, which was great to hear. So without uh, any more further ado, I'll bring up a good mate of mine, Lovey. Alan, how are you, mate? Good champion. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. We've got good an exciting day. night tonight with Rusty. Um, I don't oh. know if you weren't on the first show when we had uh, had Rusty on with us. Yep. Okay. No, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, uh, I love nothing better than hearing our musician goes about life and what they do it do on their weekends and all that sort of stuff. It's not not an easy gig being a musician. I've come to learn over the last few years. So uh, it'd be great to hear how Rusty goes about it. And I got no doubt. You know, we talk about footy trips. I reckon. I reckon guys like Rusty's got us covered easy too. So hopefully hear some PGDM rated movie, uh, stories from him tonight. But uh, uh, song by Paul Kelly. The other thing about that, that I mean, that song, someone like Paul Kelly just can bring other artists together like that. I mean, it's it, it, that's why it's so good. That's why I love Paul Kelly. He, he, his songs are great, but he just gets everyone together, and it just hits the right things every time. Every 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 key song he has, every great song he has, it just sticks around for decades. Yeah, it sure does. We'll talk about some. Uh... Great songs, great albums, um, good sporting moments. We're going to talk about all that tonight because I know Rusty's more than just a muso. Um, loves his sport, loves his footy, and loves his Sydney oh, Swans, good. most importantly. So oh, he's not a busy That's right. I could talk to him. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, the, the Swannies are no, no, uh, no, um, oh, just stuck for words there for a second. No, uh, fight against anyone else. The Swannies have got everyone covered. No one really hates the Swannies. Um, I know I grew up uh, after junior footy going home on a Sunday afternoon and you'd sit on the couch and the Swannies were on. So it was always good to see. Um, they built a very popular um, uh, crowd and fan base, no doubt, over time. Yeah. And they've had some success too, So uh, even recently. So, um, look, the Swannies are always there and no one hates the Swannies. So let's uh, let's bring up Rusty. And let's have a quick chat. Rusty from Electric Mary, just before I do, this is uh, a little bit of uh, the great Rusty and Electric Mary. How are you, Rusty? Look at you. You're in the night. In the, I'm in the night. Let me, let, let me get in the day. Hang on a second. Hang on. Wait. <laughs> Someone cut the power bill. Hey. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. I'm in the daylight now. Hey, no way, I just got to, uh, yeah. it's good to see you. I'm trying to work out which way the hat goes. It's opposite to where you think it goes. Um, I would just like to say this, though. Uh, you're 100% incorrect. Lots of people don't like the Swannies now. Thank you, Eddie Maguire. 2014, <laughs> we got kicked out of the draft for two years for no reason. Never been told why. Oh, I think you're cheating. We don't know how, but you're, anyway, you're out of the draft for two years. And then the two, 2016 grand final to have the AFL um, tell the Swans officially we're sorry about the way the umpires umpired the grand final. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, no one hates a Swan. No one loves a Swan. Yeah. Hates them, sorry. Of course they do. <laughs> Unbelievable. They've never, never... 
soon as we got Buddy Franklin was all over because they, they wanted him at the GWS. But anyway, in the old days, Aaron, no one hated the Swannies because you're right. They used that their game was on a Sunday and everyone loved it. They just went home and watched the Swannies and we didn't beat anybody, so no one cared. But for the last 20 years, apart from grand finals, which we've been in six, um, equal only by Geelong, we've probably been the best performed club apart from, you know. Six. Yeah, we've been in six. 96 North beat us. Beat them by 14 goals about 10 weeks earlier. They should never have beaten us in 96. They weren't the best side. They weren't on top of the ladder. We were. Um that was 96. Where were we? 2005, we won. 2006, we lost by a point to proven drug cheats. Um, Hawthorne, uh, we won 2012. Hawthorne smacked us in 2014. No problem with that. You know, Footscray got an easy grand final. They played good for four weeks, but, you know, really. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's the six that we were in. And we were in the finals for... I think we've been in the finals 20 out of 23 years. We haven't made it for the last two, but we'll be back in next year. Don't worry about that. I'll bury for North Melbourne now anyway. I'll bury for North Melbourne now anyway. (laughs) There's a quick summary of the Swannies, that's for sure. So as I mentioned, uh, Lovey, Rusty definitely loves his Swannies. Any chance he gets to uh, talk about and and, uh, and, uh, promote them as he does, um, which I don't need. That, I don't think they need that much promoting these days. They're more than competitive, um, and they're they're a great club. So um, South Melbourne is always strong while the Swannies are still around, mate. That's for sure. I actually I'm, went I to training love. last Friday. <laughs> I yeah, just love every con supporter I know has got a very strong self defence mechanism. It's it's good. I like yeah. it. It's, um... <laughs> <laughs> I actually got angry then when I was saying that. I actually got angry. I did. I, I can feel it. I'm just settling down now. Yeah. Okay. So, where do we where do we start, Rusty? It's been. I'm trying to think what even what month you were on with us early in the piece. Um, it would have been at least three months ago. Yeah, probably. Um, probably early mid to mid lockdown with us. Um, mm-hmm. where we had to. A little bit of reinvent ourselves, um, we talked about, and that kind of sparked a conversation in relation to where you were, what you're up to, and what you're working on. Um, obviously, a mentoring program is to me just perfect for you and right in your wheelhouse. But just tell us a little bit about what's been happening since since lockdown, or since you got out of lockdown. Now, um, obviously, the world, the world in Melbourne, at least, where Melbourne, Victoria, where we're. Uh, all live that you know the world's it's opened up a little bit but it's still a little bit daunting times of what could happen um if we're not careful so just tell us a little bit about what's been going on in the last uh say month for you rusty um let's let's go backwards so i was in sydney last week i had to get out of there very quickly um uh it was I was very surprised when I got there that nobody wore masks anywhere, like nobody. And I'm like, okay, right. You know, we wore them in the plane, obviously. I actually, um, I got tested on Sunday for negative and then I got tested yesterday. I I went back and thought I might just go again after because I don't know how this runs. And so I was negative again. So I've had two tests since last, you know, Sunday or whatever. Um, so last week I was in Sydney to do a masterclass with a guy called Kevin Shirley, who's a producer born in South Africa, but lived in Australia for a long time. Did uh, early days, Silver Chair, The Baby Animals. Um, uh, I'm not sure whether he did cultures or early, definitely does them now. Um, but he's also done The Black Crows. Um, remixes of Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple albums, famous records, uh, Aerosmith. Uh, I don't know. What he hasn't done is probably not worth mentioning. Um, so I went up there for my uh, Be Inside the Circle mentoring so that I could upskill 
um, for when I want to re to record people. Uh, I probably went in the wrong way. I probably went in the pointy end first where I should have, I've done a um, recording course pro tools already. So, you know, I've done the lower level. I, I probably need to get it up a little bit higher, but he was a great guy and he never, there, there was no real ego with him. He talked a lot about other producers and how good they are and, their workflow and stuff. So it was mainly about what he does, how he does it. Here's a few tricks you can use. But as you know, um, you know, we can all grab the same pen and write on a page, but they won't all look the same. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter when you touch knobs or whatever. It's it's ears. He talks about he talks about ears a lot. Use your ears. Don't use your eyes, use your ears. Listen to what the song needs or what you think it needs. And also there are no rules, which is also a great thing because, you know, people do read up on stuff and say, okay, you go A, B, C, D, E. Well, that's actually not true because each band that comes up with a new sound don't don't really do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. They, they do it their own kind of way. Um so I did that. I mixed a song. I mixed a song called um, I'd Rather Go Blind. It's an old song, but uh, it was done by Beth Hart and Joe Bonamassa. So I got to sit there on the SSL desk and, you know, use the faders, turn some knobs, press some buttons, and uh, it was really good. I actually thought that for someone who didn't really know, I thought, this actually has come up good, you know, and he had a couple of tricks he does and he, he showed us. But then when I put his mix, the proper mix on, I went, oh, yeah, okay, it, it's okay. It, it's not good. It was different, though, but he didn't care. He didn't say, oh, why are you doing that or why are you doing this? He just said, use your ears. In fact, he said to me at one stage, I, I like where you're going with this, Um you're making it sound like a Muscle Shoals uh, song, which is the old 60s sound, which is not what he would do in that particular song. But so, you know, I was chuffed, a little chuffed with that. Um, but anyway, that was a great time. And then came Friday and I woke up about, so, you know, I got up about seven every morning and ready to go and I had the news on and they were talking and I just went, no, I'm going home. And actually, he'd sent an email to say, um, Rusty, you should probably get out of here just in case something happens. Like, we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we didn't know it was going to be that bad. But, um, yeah, I got out and all safe. Everything's cool. Um, I sort of self-isolated in anyway when I got home, so it didn't matter. Um, yeah. So that's my last week which was an eventful week. And before that, it's just, um, uh, God, I've got to come up with a good name because I call them clients, but I don't like to call them clients. So if you can think of whatever they are, you know, what I'm doing with mentoring people. I, I did a, over the last month, what do you call them? Students. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll be friends in the end. Um, so it's really good. I've hooked up um, a, a few more uh, friends of the circle. <laughs> um, listening, I really listen to them and try and get inside what they want to do. Um, and then I help them with, you know, stuff that I've done that can ho hopefully help them. So my main purpose is this. They talk, I listen. I talk, they listen. We set tasks. And when we can um, come here, I've got a new. I've got a new um, manager actually. My new manager. His name's Parker. I was looking at the manager. How good is he? How yeah, he's good. He doesn't do much work though. Yeah. Well, he's a proper uh, manager. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. yeah. So I'm he's sure named he after. Luke, he's uh, named after Luke Parker. So Parker. No. Good day, mate. Wave hello. There you go. There you go. Now you can go out again. Yeah, he's a good fella. So yeah, just um, settling in with <laughs> settling in with um, you know this new be inside the circle mentoring thing, and I'm really enjoying it. I like helping people anyway. 
And, uh, you know, you can learn from everyone, and I have learned things from from others, you know. So, so um, I, I have an Australian guy who was born in Finland, and and this is where this is where the things get interesting for me. So I talked to him. I said, "Oh, do you sing? Can you sing in your own, you know, language?" Which is Finnish. He said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, I actually know a guy, Australian guy, who lives in Finland, and he manages people." So now I've connected those two, and it doesn't bother me if he moves to that guy because I'm not going to be his manager anyway. But you know, I just thought if you could be. Uh, um, an Australian going back to Finland and singing songs in English and Finnish. I'm pretty sure it's Finnish. Um, you know, who knows where that could take you. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty chuffed that that, that happened. Uh, obviously, there's more talking to go, but, yeah, it's good. Have you found it, have you found it to be more than music at this stage? I know, uh, I believe, you know, your mentoring project can be so much more than that. Um, and building on some of your life experiences as well. For, I suppose it kind of depends on the age of who you're mentoring. Um, but as you said, kind of like your session with uh, with Kevin Shirley, is that going in with your, your ears open and being prepared to to be vulnerable, I guess, um, and just open up open up the whole the whole bun and and start again, so to speak. Um, have you found it to be more than more than music chats at this stage? Um. <laughs> It's, it's still based around music, but I've also talked to a couple of bands that are going to be doing their first tours of Europe, fingers crossed, next year. And just sitting on a couch and, you know, just having a general chat, you know, I found myself a couple of times saying, hey, you don't need to do that. Or, you know, they go, oh, we're going to do this, whatever it was. And I said, listen, I've been there seven, eight times that is a mistake you're going to make right there. So don't do that. And if you do it this way, and that will be a lot easier. And they're like, oh, thanks. That's that's cool. We didn't know we were going to do this. And You know, when we were, um, when Electric Mary first went to Europe, we didn't know anything. Our very first gig was, you know, playing in front of a couple of thousand people with White Snake. And our second gig was in front of about 45 people in a very small gig at the back of a cafe and it went from there so the you know it was two really big uh experiences but the second one the smaller one was just as important as the first because um that had oh my i shouldn't forget his name i'll, I'll remember it along the way but um he was the guy who introduced ACDC to France and ACDC a massive in France. They had a live album, I think, 1977 in Paris somewhere. And the people of France that love rock and roll love ACDC. There's no other band bigger than ACDC in France, not a chance. Every town you go to has an ACDC cover band and they all come and they all think that we know Angus. Australia, well, it's a strange because a lot of places don't understand that Australia is a, you know, a big mass of land, but it's a small amount of people, um, um, and they don't, you know, they still think that kangaroos hop down the road and all that stuff. It's actually true. They actually do think that. Kind of a bit like the. Uh... The Indians, everyone thinks they, well, surely we must know Steve Waugh and Ricky Ponting, you know. As soon as you talk yeah. about being Australian, you, you, surely you must, you must know them. So uh, it's an interesting interesting take for sure. Um, uh, Elect Sorry, Electric I, Mary, I, I, Yeah, go. Electric Mary. Um, the Obviously, the not the world's opening up yet, but definitely Australia's starting to open up. Um mm -hmm. Festivals, obviously, one of the big festivals that got moved during COVID um, was very early COVID, actually. Um, be under the Southern Stars, mm -hmm. called under the Southern Stars. Um, yeah, the is there any plans? Is that is that up and going? Is there any plans to get that going? I believe it's um, there's been a new date put forward. 
Yeah, the new dates are between uh, the first one will be April the 30th and the last will be May the 16th. Um, it hasn't, I don't think it's been announced yet, so I can't announce it here, but there has been another couple of bands added to it and one of, one of them is my all-time favourite, so I'm very, very happy. I was extremely happy before, but now I'm very, very happy. Yeah, that's good. That's absolutely great. Um, obviously, another couple of acts on that gig. Stone Temple Pilots are on that on that yes. gig, aren't they? Yep. Yes, um, Stone Temple We've got live, live on that gig. We've got Bush on that gig as well. Um, who yep. else is on that? On that um, Roach Tattoo. Yep, Roach Tattoo. So it, uh, it'll be and great, I think that, great festival. I think there's a new – I think – not a new. I think there's a – like a local band coming on at every gig as well. So yeah. it's going to be um, big. And, again, I can't say who it is, but the two new bands, there's two more bands on it, it's it's going to uh, sell to a wider audience. So, yeah, I'm extremely happy about that. Very, yeah, very happy about that. Yeah. Hey, um, just before before I move on, and I'll I'll stay on the music, but um, maybe we could talk about this later. But I did have um, breakfast with the Wiz a few weeks ago, so that's <laughs> that was always interesting. He's a cool yeah. guy. We should try and get him on here. He'll do it. He'll love to do it for sure. Um, put Aaron out of a job if you put Wiz on here. I'm happy yeah. to hand the uh, uh, the running of the show to the Wiz. It'd be great to, uh, a great guy to have on for sure. There's been so much so much chat around the Wiz over so many years, and and there's so many people that still absolutely love him. So what I want to touch on is well, let's go to that now, Rusty. Um, okay. I I asked you, I gave you a question for one of your best sporting moments, and mm-hmm. beautifully along the the way, um, great segue into this one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was there that day. One of the great marks. Yeah, another image of it. Ah, oh, so good. Over Chris he Langford had... from the hall. Tell yeah, us a bit yeah. about that moment, Rusty, for you. So um, that happened at Waverley, um, eighty-seven, I think. Um, it was coming along the flank of the side I was on. Mark Bays kicked it long, deep into the forelock. He actually dragged it in with one hand at the start and then balanced it with two at the end. I think he ended it with one hand. Um, and I just stood up and my knees wobbled. It was, you know, I'm serious. Like, I just believe that I've seen the greatest Mark ever. I mean, everyone who talks about Marks now, no one t-bones somebody across the head they all go up straight <laughs> and, and they're good don't don't get me wrong but but a big high mark when they all go up straight like that it's just getting a ride on someone's back he actually jumped on somebody's head like he's on that guy's head and he's brought that in like that who does that if you go he, to a party he basically used Langford like a banana chair, right? And um, I think uh, I, I even hear that even Hawthorne supporters were in absolute awe of that mark. And at that moment, even they got up and just went, holy crap. It just You can't appreciate it unless you're there live, can you, that sort of stuff? No, that's right. And the other thing, the other is, thing is AFL, AFL football was on the ABC that year. And it's not, and not, it's not, not owned by owned Channel by 7. Channel so 7. it's not... It's not really a thing that they do a lot of, you know, stuff on. He took amazing marks that year. He, he was great. He, he actually is a good football. He There's one against Fitzroy. Yeah. There's one he took oh, against yeah. Fitzroy up at the ATG, wasn't Just staggering. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was, he was a good player. Good yeah, fella. Sure was. Yeah. yeah, great to, uh, great to get on to. On him on there, so hopefully he's um he's in good health. He had a bit of a health scare there with uh with an appendix, but yeah. that was uh, an absolutely scary time for sure. You always hear that, and it's it's something that shouldn't happen. But if it does, it's you don't get long before you're in trouble. Yeah, um, so, because it can poison you from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so he's all right. Yeah, absolutely. It Hope must he's have, all right. 
It must have happened after we'd had breakfast then because he didn't mention it beforehand. So it must have been, was it just lately? Oh, no, I've read about it. Oh, I was in the month last month. Yep. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know yeah. firsthand what a burst appendix is like. It's, um, it's pretty frightening stuff. It's, you know, you know, you don't wish it on your worst enemy. It's just a, it's like a, it's like a bunch of stab, stab wounds in the right side of your stomach, and you just, you, you, you I, I started passing out. That's how bad the pain was. It was just, it's just a shocker. It really is. And yeah, to your point, Aaron, spot on. That they, they want to get to it straight away because it's, it's, there's poison in that appendix. So mm. the moment you release that, you're cooked. Yeah. Um. So just so on album, Rusty, I just wanted yep. to touch on um, I gave you just a little bit of homework to do with three of your most favourite albums of all time. Yeah. Um, plus, I think I also gave you one of, of one you've recently kind of connected with or, or really love at the moment during during this whole lockdown COVID period, something you might have re, re-dug out again. So let's start with uh, with this album from the Black Crows. Okay, so these were this this one was done by Kevin Shirley, um, who I was with. So um, I'd already known a lot of songs, and I'm sure I've got that CD somewhere. But because we were working with him, I tried to get in. I, I downloaded it and um, tried to get inside it exactly what he was talking about when he talked about it, and he was pretty cool. Like we asked. There was another uh, three of us, and we asked a lot of questions. And, you know, there you go. He had the answers for me. And, um, yeah, I, I love that record. Uh, I think it's the only one he did, though, uh, of the Black Crows. Uh, but it was really cool record. I, um, while we're away on the last tour in Europe in November, I was – played a lot of the Black Crows and a lot of Reef. And I just, um, I don't know why. We played with Reef in um, in uh, Wales or, yeah, I think it was Wales. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, so once, you know, I was already listening to them, but once I saw them live and I felt that feeling live, I was right there. I was standing right under the microphone while he was singing. I just really got it. And, and he had, um, Reef had, was featuring, um, I can't remember his first name now. I should know. He used to be in Duran. He was the guitarist of Duran Duran. So whatever, Taylor. So there's three Taylors in Duran Duran. I think John's the drummer. The bass player Berkey. is a Taylor. Perky that's listening in at the moment. He'll, uh, I reckon he'll come good with the answer here. So let's just wait for that one. And, um, Andy Taylor, maybe, maybe. Yep. Um, yeah, so who was in the, it? Yep. Sorry, mate. Let's let's move on to the next album from Aerosmith, The Nine yes. Lives. Okay. <laughs> what a what an unbelievable album. What a magnificent album. Kevin also produced that, and he had some great stories. Um, I think I'm allowed to tell this story. I think. Um, Sorry, right, so no one's one watching. So one of the verses, one of the verses had a lot of swearing in it, and um, uh, Kevin, you know, put it to them that you know you should take those lyrics out because this is actually a really good song, and it could be commercial. Um, and um, I think Stephen Tyler said, you know, don't tell me how to write lyrics or whatever, you know. And uh, one particular day, he happened to come in with his kids and Kevin said, oh, do you want to hear some, some of Dad's music? So he put that song on at that part. And, uh, <laughs> hey, whether it's true or not, it's a great story. Stephen Tyler went, no, 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 don't play that. And then went, yeah, I'll rewrite the lyrics. Now, there's a part that says, there's a part in the song says, don't piss heaven off something hell. Don't piss heaven off. And if you listen and he pointed out, Stephen Tyler sings, don't piss Kevin off. And you can hear it because, <laughs> a, because a K and a H are two different sounding words. You can yeah. hear that. He doesn't say it in every chorus, but he says it in about three or four of them. 
And it's like, yeah, cool, yeah, really good. And he says right at the end of the song, he said he says good night to his kids. And when Kevin was mouthing the words, you could actually hear, okay, that is what he's saying, good night. It, I don't know what his kids, not the, not the actress and all that. There were a couple of other younger kids. But uh, cool story, cool story. Yeah, so those those two albums are like so, you know, they're, they're two massive albums. So, I mean, um, to be in the in the same room with Kevin Shirley must have been just a great experience for you. You've had a lot of experience in music and, and been to a lot of places. But uh, to be able to do that with someone like that, um, what a great moment to be involved with uh, being inside the circle and, and the mentoring component will just go, you know, and another great story or be able to impart knowledge into into the next wave of people coming through it's awesome yeah yeah it was definitely a good good you know i always love um if i get to meet you know our heroes people who are on a higher plane than we are and they're good people i love that and he was just normal you know um there was no ego about anything he tell stories actually um i don't know if i'm allowed to tell who this was but i'll tell the story anyway he said to me um oh you're gonna love this so he brought up a song that uh, from an album he remixed i can't say who very famous it's actually not on the record it didn't make the record but i knew exactly the song and 100 percent, i teared up because I'm listening to something that not a lot of people have heard. The reason they didn't put it on the record is because the guitarist made a mistake. Well, Kevin had fixed that. Um, we're talking about an, an album from 1970, but uh, they didn't want to do it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but now I'm hearing this song just going, oh, my God, look where I am. I'm, I'm coming from a 10-year-old boy here. To be in the room in a in a studio with a guy that remixed that famous record, and I'm listening to something that didn't go on the record because somebody made a mistake. That's also a very famous song. So yeah, it was amazing. It was so good. Black Knight, Deep Purple, Made in Japan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, let's. Let's stay on them. One of your absolute favourites, uh, this album. Yeah. Stormbringer. Yeah. What an absolute yeah. ripper. Yeah. That, Great album that, cover too. Yes. Mm. Um, I actually – so he, Kevin's also remixed Come Taste the Band, which is the album after, and I said, is there any chance you will mix that? And he's already asked um, the guy in charge of the music, um, give me a shot at these, and I think he's going to do another couple, not that one yet. Um, yeah, that's a great record. That 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 went to a different place for Deep Purple. Unfortunately, uh, one of the main guys, Richie Blackmore, didn't like it, so he left and made Rainbow, which is also a great band. But uh, yeah, definitely one of you know my favourites. If I'm going on an island and I've only got a few albums, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. And from an art art point of view, this is pretty much before. Well, before uh, photography ended up in a lot of art albums, this would have been a whole airbrushed album, more than likely airbrushed kind of mural done and yeah. photographed and, and then used like that. So it's so cool. Um, great yeah. to see, uh, see a super it's talent right here in the history. Sorry, a lot of people. I was just so, saying it's proper art. Like it, someone's literally drawn yeah. that back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they used, they used to get famous artists to do their album mm-hmm. covers. That's, you know, and they were big. They were big covers. Once CDs came into it, it it kind of it still mattered, but it didn't matter as much because we only got a little square. Now CDs are going, we only get a, a real little square on on an Apple yeah. or Spotify or whatever. But you know, yeah, albums maybe, uh, albums have made a big um, comeback. Big comeback, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. If you're not producing vinyl now as a band, you you're kind of missing out because they're yeah. it's interesting. They're back at forty and fifty dollars. Um, yep. For a good, you know, a good album cover um, or a good album, sorry. And um, obviously, between albums and then CDs, we had cassettes, which I know you're a huge fan of the old cassette, Rusty. And um, yeah. the art got smaller again, so it's great to see album covers um, back. As you, you're right, though, uh, it's now a little iTunes or a little Spotify postage stamp, basically, and that's about all you get if you're lucky enough to uh, be able to blow up the artwork. But let's let's move on to the next album. 
from Deep Purple as well. Um, obviously, they're a massive love for Deep Purple, but this is this is a really cool album cover. Great yeah. font, um, really well done. So I want to get the years right. I think that's 74. I think it went 74, 75, 76. Um, So 74, yeah, this was um, a time for me where, yeah, I already loved the previous singers and that with Deep Purple, but this was David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes' first go. And uh, you didn't get information in 1974 like you did now. Like you, we we know things in Australia the same time as people in America know, England know, Holland, Thailand, whatever. We're all on the internet. We know everything, uh, but you didn't know back then. So you know when I I remember first, um, you know, getting the needle, lifting it up gently, and putting it on, and and hearing Coverdale and Glenn Hughes for the first time ever, and having no idea who they were. Like uh, David Coverdale was twenty. Three, I think he was, um, you know, and he's famously in White Snake now. But um, and yeah, was he twenty three? Maybe he was twenty one. And Glenn Hughes twenty three. I can't remember, but they were young for me. That's a a boy still twenty three. To be able to yeah. sing like that, you know, it was amazing. And I just love that record. And to think that you know, I've played that. That's 46 years or something, isn't it? Something like that, whatever. Um, don't do that to yourself, mate. No, no, I don't care at all. I, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just think that, you know, I still get excited to put that record on 46 mm. years later. You know, my manager's come back in. He wants to have a look. There we go. Um, on your parks? Yeah, look at him, mate. Get the <laughs> on don't you do anything stupid. Look at um, the hair growing. I see that that beard's coming along beautifully for Christmas. Yeah. Um, well, I shaved it off when, when we really went into lockdown. I went, um, shaved it all off and just let it grow. So I might get rid of it again now. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I think it'll hang. Uh, the thing it might is, hang around. Might well, hang around the for the like, You're getting to the festival time now, mate. You uh yeah, true. You know, it's kind of expected at this festival that you've got this be- this beastie beard anyway. Yeah. Well, if I shave it off, I just put it back on again. All right. Jump out, mate. Go do some work. There's a European tour to book. Hurry up. <laughs> so, so, nothing here. Let's move on to, well, arguably, the, possibly the greatest album of all time. Um, yeah. From one of your biggest loves. Um the great Beatles and the Let It Be album. This was just epic, to say the least. Talk about last the test of time. We'll continue to continue in, on into the forever um, and resonate with so many people. I picked up the Beatles early as as a as my mum just loved them. Um, my dad was into them, but my my dad's sister ended up stealing all his albums as she moved out, so I didn't get to, to listen to a heap of the Beatles albums. But my mum loved them, but Irix kind of really appreciate them now, but just tell us a little bit about that album, particularly for you, Rusty, after all these years. Um, you know, it's just it's just the songs. It's it's the time, you know, they were splitting up. It's, you know, the stories we were hearing. You know, we don't know whether they're true or not. The great thing now is, though, that Peter Jackson's, Grabbed, found 40, uh, 56 more hours and he's yeah. made a new yeah. film. So yeah. I have the Let It Be movie, which is quite uh, dark, a bit negative because they were splitting up. But when when he's um, showed this five minutes of just a little, you know, just a sample size of, um, of what's coming up, oh, my God. Like yeah. there's no negativity in it at all. And I heard Paul McCartney say on a podcast or an interview a couple of weeks ago, you know, I've seen a little bit and he goes, I'm so happy because I'd actually talked myself into that I broke the Beatles up. But after watching it, I I can see that I didn't. It was just business. Business broke us up. That's what happened. It wasn't about oh, I didn't like him or he didn't like me. You know, we grew up as kids and that. It's the fact that the business broke us up because he didn't believe in um, the manager that the other three wanted. 
And the only yeah. Parker that the only mm. Parker that was around was to Colonel Tom Parker, who was Elvis's manager. Now yeah. I've got the second. Yeah, we're one. going to get to see. Uh, obviously, we've only seen five minutes of it, but yeah, and and it's been very well edited. But talk about mate, they look like a band that just loved each other's company at that time. Like there's so yeah. many funny cheesy moments, and I know that's yeah. only a little snippet of it, but I. Yeah, out of that many hours, I, I don't know how you how you chop that back to one kind of movie. It's the kind of thing you just want to keep releasing hour after hour or fifty six versions of it, um, or whatever it was. And how many how many hours? I think is around fifty odd hours. It's incredible. Yeah, fifty um, six hours of yeah. um, vision and sound. Um, so the great thing is, get back. so Peter Jackson, he's called it "Get Back," right, yeah. and not yep. "Let It Be." Now, yeah, cool. get back, yeah. Yep. So. Let It Be is not a movie you can have now. Um, I've had it a couple of times, but they they pretty much, the Beatles pretty much banned it straight away after it came out because it just didn't show them in a good light. And they didn't want people to be, um, I'm pretty sure they didn't want people remembering them like that. Now, those songs, when you see them on the rooftop from Let It Be, when you see them play them, right, so that you for, for me, I'm watching a movie and it's, like I said, quite dark, a little bit negative. But when you see them playing the songs, you see John and Paul look over and smile at each other like a lot of times. You you can't make that up. You don't smile at someone when you're not loving them. You know, they might not have been getting along exactly the same, but as you can see with that footage, there's a bit of fun going on there. Yeah, I reckon it's going to be a great movie. I've already yeah, booked in with a couple of mates for uh, gold class, so uh, yep. yeah, ready to go. Yeah, it's it's um, definitely one of those you know that that moment of that rooftop type gig. So many other bands have kind of done something similar now. All obviously yep. taking tribute to that. Paul Kelly actually released that "How to Make Gravy" song on a rooftop, the original yeah. film clip was on the, on a rooftop as well. So um, there's some been so many bands do it. Um, any chance we're going to see Electric Mary on a rooftop somewhere, somewhere in the world, recording something? We or see on the corner. Uh, <laughs> the corner hotel uh, needs someone to play on top of it. Yeah, no, we did do a rooftop thing once on. Um, it, was it Coles in Chapel Street in the car mm. park? Right, we yep. did that. Yep. Not unlike um, U 2s where the streets have no name. That was on a yep. rooftop somewhere. There's been yep. a few not, on a rooftop. Um, if not the semi-trailer down the street. Um, <laughs> yeah, down, well, you can't go down Burke Street anymore. So Yeah, you can't you get down there anymore. Been a few bands <laughs> yeah. do that as well. Um, famously, yeah, obviously, like ACDC uh, and Midnight Oil did it on the streets of um, New York as well after mm. the Exxon Valdez spill. So that was always a pretty yeah, yeah. famous yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, so famous albums, sporting moments. We've covered a couple of good topics there, Rusty, that uh, people generally might not have known about your love, your particular loves. But one I know, one massive love for you is uh, is the Bee Gees. And I know a massive um, love of mine as well. I, I just love them and I really think that resonates with your voice. So I'd, I'd, uh, I love hearing you um, play, play some songs um, outside of Electric Mary. And yeah, yeah. That's particularly one of them. To love the somebody. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people do that song now, actually. Keith Urban does that song pretty well. Yeah. Which one, sorry, which yeah. one are we talking about? Which BJ To song? love somebody. Yeah. To love somebody, yeah. yeah. It's a great song and people know it. I'm actually retired yeah. from doing that now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, don't tell Sidell that. She'll be devastated. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Well, not the song, just in general yeah yeah I, well i think i am but you know who knows when you're looking at a bread and dripping sandwich that you might want to just play some covers to make some money I'm really yeah, putting, uh, as we we spoke about that at the start um you know in relation to musicians and 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 having a job and you know mm. Um, any, you know, a lot of the famous always line was when someone asked a musician, you know, so, so what are you really going to do? You know, what's, what's your real job? Yeah. What is your job? Yeah. You know, um, after all these years, mate, you're, uh, you're proof that you can still be a musician, um, and still just love music and only, only do music. I know you've yeah. done a few and, other things, uh, in your time. And but, before. 
Yeah, well, there's there's always a side effect or a, or a, a cause and effect, no doubt. Um, well, but, if anybody, if anyone's out there, I'll tell you what I'll do. I've always thought I could do this and still be a musician. If anyone's out there who's willing to let me drive around in a van, listen to music and deliver parcels, I'll start at 7 and I'll finish at 1pm and I think that's enough. Um, I've always thought I'd do that. You know why? Because I drive around all day anyway listening to music. I might as well deliver a parcel to somebody. So if anyone's got a job out there, I'm willing to take it on. Yeah, well, I think it won't work. We might have gone a week week too late because Australia Post probably could have done with your hand. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I didn't want to put the uniform on, though. Um, A musician's life has changed, though. Funny you should say you should ask about that because one of Kevin Shirley's thing um, was um, daytime only, 11 till 7. They're your hours. They're the hours I work. If you want me to work with you, they're the hours. And I'm telling you, he, he said it 100%. Um, Aerosmith, Black Crows, um, uh, somebody else who was famous at the time, they worked during the day. They came in in the mornings. They worked hard all day. And they, you know, around dinner time, they just all went back out. They were done. That's what they did. They worked it. You know, as a, you know, the only one who didn't um, was um, Axel Rose and henceforth Kevin never got the job. <laughs> through, uh, through your recording experience, <laughs> how have you found those kind of long hours in, in recording studios and things like that? What Have you found that, you know, sometimes it's, it's just a, a weird time of when you actually get the final moment or that moment that feels right? Sometimes it can be late in the day, the last the last take before you, you wrap it up for the day. Or have you found that yeah. it's kind of, you know, a lot of people say that it, mate, the first take was the best one still. So what have you kind of found, in, especially in the last record? Uh, well, Al, you know, the song that everyone loves with Electric Mary is um, Let Me Out. That's the first take. I think we did three takes of it and the, it's the first take we did. Look, people's workflow, they will have it organised. You know, we're going to do drums. We're going to make sure we've got all the drums first. So so Spider or whoever's, you know, Spider, he, he will go in um, a couple of hours before everybody else and he would set up and he would go with the engineer and he would go about getting sounds. Then... Um, each other instrument would come in probably in one-hour increments on the first day. So the poor old drummer gets to stay there a lot longer than everybody else. But he can go and do some things, whatever he wants to do, uh, while the others are getting their sounds, and then they go from there. Um, we're, we're a bit daytime band now. We, we do all our work during the day. Um the old days when, you, you know, you used to hear people going on 4 a.m. and 6 a.m., I've done that a few times. Mainly you don't get anything good because you're actually just tired and you should just go to bed. But you're trying. And, you know, what they say about trying, you know, you're trying, you're dying, you know. Yeah, don't think yeah, about absolutely. it. You just... You know, once you're done, you're yawning or whatever. Oh, just give me another coffee and I'll be all right. I've sung it 47 times now. It's not right. You're not going to get it. Unfortunately, in a lot of situations with bands such as ourselves and smaller than us and maybe even bigger than us, there's a certain amount of money you got in a pot to do something and there's a certain amount of days you've got to do it. We don't have the luxury of a bono. They can just come in every day and go, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'll come back tomorrow. Or, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'll come back tomorrow. Well, it doesn't matter to him. And he earned that right. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying that as a smart ass. I'm just saying he wants to do the best he can, whereas I have to do the best I can at that moment. He can have any moment he wants. It's a famous story of Paul McCartney actually 
singing. Um, Jeez. <coughs> oh, um, I've got it now. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. But he only sang it once a day. That's all he sang it because he knew it was really high soul and all that. And so he just came every day and sung it until he sung it right. Um, it was, oh, God, it's not Don't Let Me Down. It's, um, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll remember it in a minute. Famous ballad. Oh, darling. Yeah, oh, darling. Yeah, he sung it every day once until he yep. sung it right. Currently and, still, out uh, and still at his age now, uh, still releasing albums, just released Paul McCartney yep. 3. Um, have you heard the album? I haven't heard it, but um, yeah. age shall not weary them because I've heard Bruce Springsteen's album, he's 71, and I thought it was really good. Like, yeah. just good. You know, good is good. Doesn't matter who's doing it. Good is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of good is good, Rusty, I really appreciate your time, mate. We won't take any much any more of it. I know. Uh, I'm sure you got things to do. Christmas shopping yeah. you've done, no doubt. Um, but I really appreciate your time, mate. I can't wait to see Electric Mary back on the road. Um, yeah, me. Either. I've uh, patiently got my tickets still sitting there for for this tour. So I look forward to it, and I look forward to the, who the surprise, surprise artists are that are, are joining the lineup, and, and to hear they're one of your favourites uh, excites me even more, mate, because you've got great music taste. So I can't wait to hear that. Um, thanks yeah, again, mate. So and if you're not you. sure, be inside the circle is what you're looking up, and Electric Mary's latest album called Mother. Um, yeah, get on it because they're both crackers. So you can you can go to my website actually, uh, where you can go to electricmary.com. Go this one Look at you. Way you go. Going high now. Already. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. So, so make sure you check it out. Beinsidethecircle.com is where you'll find Rusty. Um, it's so much more than a music mentoring program that I, I call it. And Rusty, if if you're only doing music mentoring, you're doing yourself a disservice, mate, because you've got so much more to offer to people. So I really appreciate it, mate. I love catching up. Uh, every time we have a coffee and a chat, we always have a good laugh. So really appreciate the uh, the friendship, mate. Um, electricmary.com is where you're looking. It's, it's good you've got the domain back now. Um, I know you lost it for a while there. Someone else took it. So um, it's great it's back now and I look forward to getting out there and seeing some more. And this T-shirt on the side here, I don't know if you can see that. Let me bring it up. That's it from the album cover and the launch. So make sure you uh, check it out. I noticed they're not online at the moment, Rusty, so you might need to do another print run, mate. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, can I just mention one more thing before we go, which Absolutely. which I'm, I'm involved in and really excited about. It wasn't invented by me. It's invented by a, a mate, Jamie Payette. He's, uh, he's got this thing, um, and it's called Bands for Fans. So what it is is he's got he's getting a whole bunch of artists to give a song, and it'll go on, on your Spotify's or, you know, um, Apple, iTunes and all that stuff. And basically we're going to raise money, and if we hear of any fans that are in ill health or – need some hands doing stuff, you know, we can get some money to them through through the song. So far we've got um, seven artists who have given some songs and that's really cool. It hasn't yeah. – it actually has started because he, he gave some uh, money out. So it's a really – I'm really excited about it, man. It's, you know, no one's getting anything out of it other than the fact of giving back to fans who give to us all the time. Yep. So if if anyone hears of it coming up in the near future, it's a real thing. Um, I'm 100% behind it. It's called Bands for Fans. Um, well, it's not going to start tomorrow, but it, it has already started in the background, but it's coming yep. up. So if anyone does see and they want to just, you know, go out and buy, if you buy a certain song by me or uh, Mary, Bottle of Smoke, Reggie's on it, um, 
you know, you know that that song's money is not going to us. It's actually going into a pot that we can ho- hopefully help some um, fans with who, who we may hear of that are, they're in, in need of, of help, you know. It, it's trying times now anyway. Um, yep. So, yeah, fans for fans. Look out for that as well. Yeah, we will. Thanks for uh, letting us know about that. Yep. Cheers, Cheers Rusty. All right, Great thanks, you, Rusty. See you, lovey. See you, mate. Thanks All for joining right. us. Lovey. Have a good Christmas. There's always, there's always a good lovey somewhere, isn't there? <laughs> Not this hey. one. Not this one. <laughs> what's your What's thanks, your bro. club, lovey? Uh, so then you'll probably hate me a bit now. It's uh, the Bombers. So it's uh, it could be worse, nah, though, can't it? Yeah, no. It could be worse than there's this. There's only a couple of, is it, if we're here, Melbourne, that's one. Melbourne and Footscray are my pet hates. Come on, mate. We, no. we, we're, we're no threat to anyone. Well, you weren't last year because we beat you. <laughs> we beat you this year. Exactly. <laughs> on the bottom of the ladder, you were trying to make the eight. Yes, you did us a favour. Right. I think you did us a favour. That's great. Yeah. So I had to kill an interview in one easy. Yeah, yeah sorry. exactly. That's one way to get you off. All right, Rusty. I'll catch you. <laughs> All right, I'm going. I, I, I need you. to go and have a shave. Thank you. See you, boys. See you, mate. See you, mate. Have a good Christmas. You too. Thanks.